Welcome to the You Got This podcast, featuring authors Donnie and Sandy. We invite you to settle in, open your hearts and minds, and be inspired to trust and present hope in the Lord. When you allow Him to lead the way, you got this. Welcome, welcome everyone to another episode of You've Got This. It's by Donnie and Sandy of Your New Life Ministries. This is uh, a radio show that is helping you to have hope, to inspire you to trust God through our interviews, through our devotions, through words that we're speaking to you, like if God has a special word for us, or through any of the topics that we're going to be sharing, special topics that Donnie himself is going to come up with, all to help motivate you to trust God. Because when you allow God lead the way, then you've got this. Alright, this is the second episode and I'm going to be explaining who I am and how I became a Christian and how I overcome my many obstacles throughout the years. See, back on February 11th of 2011, I was woken up at 3 o'clock in the morning with a terrible, terrible migraine headache. And... It took me a long time to discover what my problem was because I was actually sent to many, many different doctors only to find out that they had no idea what was going on with me. So it ended up costing me my job, costing me my house, and costing me my marriage. See, my ex, she never believed what I was going through, never believed what I was going through at all. Matter of fact, that she bailed on me several times when I had doctor's appointments just to figure out what my problem was. And through all that, uh, I was actually able to overcome my disability and create a new life that God himself had designed for me all along. And I ended up meeting through all that my lovely, incredible, beautifully sexy wife that I have now. And so let me begin at the beginning. As I said before, I woke up with it on, Feb- on February 11th of 2011 at 3 o'clock in the morning. And throughout that day, I was I took like six different Tylenol. And, and only to my amazement, throughout the day, I learned that I slowly realized that my headache wasn't going away. So I knew something, something terribly was wrong at that time. Because normally when you take Tylenol, it goes away after a few hours. So... Three days after the first onset of my headache, I went to Clark and Daughtery, which is back in Florida where I'm from, and they prescribed me with a cocktail shot, as they call it, and to my surprise, three days later, I still had the headache. And uh, my dad uh, actually called me that day after, like, hey, Don, you still got the headache? And I'm like, yeah, and Clark and Daughtery medicine didn't work. They're like, well, that's weird. So after that, I went to another doctor, and she ended up prescribing me Percocet, just a, a few tablets of Percocet to alleviate the pain. And after I'd done that treatment, I still had the headache. So it went on like that for quite some time, going to different doctors, and nobody could figure out what was going on. So probably about six months after that, I was actually referred to a neurologist in the Clark and Daughtery network and I went to him and he had 
couldn't figure out what was going on either. He sent me for lab work, CT scans, all that came back normal. So finally I decided, you know what, I need to go to the neurological headache clinic. And it took me nine months to get into there. And while all this was going on, my work was starting to suffer. I was starting to miss days like you wouldn't believe. Uh, my pay went down to almost nothing and while we're doing that I was trying to buy a house and which honestly at that time I thought that was we were doing the right thing but trying to get a house because we wanted to get out of this apartment we were paying for and so obviously that didn't work we should have dropped that and concentrate on what we what I was going through but we didn't and after that I know I'm just rambling on and on, but good. But this is a long story, and uh, in the end, it's actually a happy ending story. Once you finally hear what I have to say. But continuing on, uh, after I got to uh, getting referred to the neurology headache clinic, I ended up meeting a doctor named Dr. Nina Tadaski, and she actually uh, went through again blood work, CT scans, and a lumbar puncture, which that's fun in itself getting a lumbar puncture the first one she did was in March of 2018 as you can see from 2011 to 2018 that's a long stretch of dealing with a migraine and after she got the results back kind of find out they did didn't do it completely she needed to find out what the cerebral spinal fluid level was, which I slowly looked that up and realized if your cerebral spinal fluid is low, that can cause a headache. And which means that I might have fluid leaking from my spine, which kind of find out after she did the test the following month again, my cerebral spinal fluid was normal and I was tested negative for meningitis. So after all these treatments were going through over a seven year period they slowly diagnosed me as having a condition that I couldn't possibly imagine uh, after all that I was diagnosed with NDPH which means new daily persistent headache with chronic, with chronic migraines and I slowly learned after that that my headache will never go away I will have a permanent disability for the rest of my life after seven years of testing by science and doctors, I will never have a day without a headache. I just learned how to deal with it. So after all that, my wife and I end up having to buy, we end up buying a house which we lost. She uh, she ended up divorcing me, and she left my car sitting on the side of the road. And meanwhile, out there, all this, I was trying to find work. Only when I get hired at a job, I end up losing it because I can't stay there. And the only company that actually helped me and was there for me through this entire time was a small family owned and operated company in Lakeland called Williams Fence. I can't, I can't um, uh, say anything bad about them. They were an awesome family owned and operated and Christian company, I might add. And uh, yeah, that. It was a long, hard, and arduous journey, and I'm going to play some music here for a minute to give myself a break, and after that, I'll tell you uh, the rest of this story that is um, pretty wild.
Watching people drive by, T-Mac on the radio Got so much on your mind, nothing's really going right Looking for a ray of hope Okay, hopefully you enjoyed that song. That that song really takes me back and really tells people, well, tells my, it tells everybody that how you can overcome everything that you went through. And I know I went f- kind of fast in uh, discussing my condition, but it was a long journey, and uh, it helped me to write a book about all my experiences, how I became a born again Christian after leading a life of atheism. 
See, during uh, the before March, uh, February 11th, 2011, I was living a life of atheism. I just believe everything happened by natural reasons and uh, that God didn't exist. And I slowly realized my realization and my you got this moment when I was in my neurologist's office uh, that my uh, headache migraine doctor sent me to, which is was in Winter Haven. And he had a cross in his uh, in his office where I was meeting him at, and the cross said, "My favorite verse, and I'll never forget this verse because this this verse really hits hard with me. It's called Second uh, uh, Corinthians five seven. It states, "We walk by faith, not by sight." And I it took me a long time to realize what that meant. It means that we we will never see God on this earth. But he will give you signs that he's there, and you just got to be open to realizing what those signs are. And we have signs that God's existence every day of our lives on this planet, and we just got to be opened up to see those signs. And it took me a long time to realize that. But the uh, long story short, with all this, is that uh, God was with me the entire time through my migraines, and I realized that that uh, that wife of mine at that time was not the woman I was supposed to be with because she didn't stand beside me at all. She wouldn't take me to doctor's appointments. She wouldn't take me to anything. She didn't care. The only thing she was there for was just for a place to live because she was living with her mother before we even met. And it just was a it was a lousy marriage and all of this to it because uh, we're supposed to stand by our spouses every day. And she didn't. She bailed on me uh, as soon as we had troubles. And when you take an oath for marriage, it's through thick and thin, for good times and in bad. But most people don't take that to heart. Even through good times and in bad, you're supposed to stand by your spouse. And she couldn't stand by me at all. And I can't say enough. I can't say anything more about that. Uh, but in the end. I realized that God had me all through this and he helped me to deal with my pain every day. And I, my wife was wanting to ask me, ask me some questions, so please go ahead. Well, as you're going through this, what were you feeling? Were you scared at all? I know Ben don't like to talk about that, but when you kept having the pain over and over again and excruciating, I know what migraines feel like. What were your feelings and your thoughts? My feelings were at that time was I was lost, confused, and had a lot of hatred in me. Only because the person I was supposed to be spending my life with at that time didn't care. She didn't care about what was going on with me. She was just looking like, hey, where's the money at? Why aren't you working? Why aren't you doing what you need to do? And I was trying everything I could. I mean, I had seven years and 20 lost jobs over a seven-year period. And she just didn't care about what I was going through at all. And that was my biggest thing was a lot of anger towards her. So I guess you felt sort of alone. Yeah, I guess. Alone and anger. So you said up to that point, did that turn you into an atheist or were you one prior? I was one even before then. And I was one before even then. And when I turned to Christianity was 
when I had to move back in with my father and my grandmother set me down and gave me a nice heart-to-heart talk about how I got there. And she told me, do you honestly believe you're here with your dad just by coincidence? And I said, what else could it be? And she said, if you bothered to look at what's really going on with you, you'd realize God brought you here to save you, to uh, get to know you and show you that you're not alone. And actually, I think that was my finally my you got this moment that God was talking to me through my grandmother and I just didn't realize it. What else happened after that conversation? That I started to think about what my grandmother was saying to me and like, well, is this true? Has God been with me all this time? And I just wasn't seeing it. And truthfully, truth, truth be known, he was with me that entire time and I just didn't realize it. He was through me. He was with me all through all my struggles and I just was too blind to see it until she woke me up. Well, there was another moment that you mentioned at the flea market. What happened there? Oh, that's when um, uh, this uh, preacher was out there, and and I was really struggling with faith until then. And actually, that was the moment I got saved. And uh, ironically enough, that pastor that saved me at the flea market actually knew the pastor at my grandmother's church who actually baptized me. And I was baptized on July. I don't remember what day, but it was in July. But uh, he, uh, I ended up coming to realize that that preacher was the one that trained my pastor at Griffin Baptist Church. Randy Thomas It was his friend. And if that's not God's intervention, I don't know what is. Because what are the odds you meet a preacher that actually knew the preacher that actually teaches your Sunday lessons? Yep, that is awesome. God works in all of our lives uh, and gives us signs. And he's there. He may not be here in physical person anymore, but he is through all of us who have accepted Jesus Christ. So look back in your own life and all those opportunities that maybe God has placed an angel in disguise and ask God to open your eyes from here on out so you don't miss a moment with him. So from then forward, you were born again so how did your life change in dealing with the headaches from that moment forward well I still had the headaches obviously I just learned how to better cope with them and God gives me the strength every day to learn to cope with them and learn to try to manage them and I just got to keep myself away from loud noises and bright lights and when I go outside I have to wear sunglasses all the time, and so nobody can see my eyes, but that's fine with me. And and when I'm around a large group of people, I had to buy some noise-canceling earbuds, and those help really, really well to knock out the sound. I'm able to do more things with larger groups of people. But uh, that's what I've had to learn is how to manage, and God's gave me the knowledge after all this time to learn how to manage them. And there's no medication. I don't take any medication. There is none on the market today that actually works. And I've had to learn how to deal with that of not having any medication that actually does anything. Can you imagine listeners out there having to deal with a migraine if you've ever had one, you know what that feels like. I've had one. 
and it really truly feels like someone's got a butcher knife sticking in the middle of your head and wiggling around just for fun they are excruciating and on a normal day on a scale of one to ten he is going to work and coming home and doing what he has to do working on books he's working on our devotions and he's doing it with a pain level of about six to seven now the days that he has to stay home are very few and on a scale of one to ten they're about a 15. can you imagine having to live with that 24 7. now another question where it was unbearable before how has jesus made it bearable now well because it keeps the pain level at around a manageable uh pain level of around like you said or six or seven and that's the lowest pain level that I can possibly get because it, uh, unfortunately it will never go away but again he gave me the strength and he still gives me the strength today to learn how to manage it better than what I was I slipped into a depression when I lived with my uh, dad and grandmother I was, I was in a bad depression and it took everything he had with the will of my of my family to snap myself out of because that that there was days back then in 2015 and 16 where I just wanted to die but uh, it led me to write books, and uh, which we'll explain to you in our next episode of what happened with those books that he gave me to write. And uh, that's a pretty interesting story in itself, isn't it? Yes, it is. That's going to be the next part. But one more question. I'm sure all the listeners are out there, and maybe some of those people listening that are still doubters and wanting to know, well, why didn't God just heal you? Do you ever question that? I did once uh, all this happened to me. I did uh, question how come he doesn't take it away. And honestly, that answer, I can only uh, answer the best of my ability is that uh, he's using me to inspire other people that deals with disabilities that are invisible. And he's let me handle that by explain that there is always hope you can live a life with a disability your life is not over you just got to think outside the box of how to use your disabilities to inspire others to let them know that there is hope that there is joy and that's the best thing that's the best thing i know uh how to answer that you know we can have joy in all circumstances we have it not because all our circumstances are perfect because we live in a fallen world and people have free will and they will use that to hurt others and god gave us that free will because he wants us to love him freely he doesn't want robots and even paul had a thorn in his side that the lord wouldn't remove and we can have joy in knowing that we have a god who went through some excruciating pain in himself he was hung on a cross, and that cross that he carried up the hill to Golgotha weighed over 300 pounds, and he had to carry it by himself. He was beaten beyond human recognition. Read that in Isaiah 52. He did that all for us. He left heaven to come and be ridiculed, spit on, and rejected, and hung on a cross. He did that for us. That is love, and that is true love. 
And we can have joy in knowing that if a God who would come to earth and do that for us, so we could spend eternity in heaven where there is no more pain, there is more sickness, there is no more migraine headaches, there is no more death and there's no more hate. That's eternity forever. So our joy is found in knowing that, that that is love. And knowing a God that loves you so much to do that, then here on earth, he's going to get you through whatever you're going through, good or bad, and it will be for a reason, for a season, and for a purpose. Sometimes our trials are to weed out sin. Sometimes our trials are to stop us going in a direction that's not beneficial to us. And we can only learn by going through them. And, you know, you learn by your mistakes. And sometimes your trials are to birth passions out of you. Like, my passion was birthed out of the troubles and the trials that I went through to help young women. That would have not happened otherwise. Sometimes these trials are to teach us in lessons that we need to learn for maybe another season. Donnie went through his headache and still has them. He's going through that to learn, hey, the Holy Spirit is my medicine. The Holy Spirit is helping me to get through every day. So if he can get through this every day, he can get through anything. God has reasons and he, he still may have a healing moment for him down the road. Maybe there's just still more for him to learn in this season or someone else he has to reach that he needs to reach by having these headaches. So I want you to learn from this. You know, Paul was imprisoned. He wrote 13 books of the new, 27 books of the New Testament, and five of them were from prison. You can do what you need to do when you rely on the Holy Spirit. And that is true. That is true. Um, so I, I want to ask you listeners, if, you, if this inspired you, if my story inspired you, I want you to email us what your You Got This Moment was. Because my You Got This Moment was the day I got saved in the flea market. And I, I wish I could remember what that pastor's name was, but I just don't remember. But that was my You Got This Moment. It was, God was calling me to help spread the message of hope and joy. And that's what I use now as my um, as my work, as my calling. Uh, and uh, if you want to read my personal story, it's called My Pathway to Jesus Christ. It describes everything. I know I summarized my story now here, but if you want to read more about it, it's in my book uh, called My Pathway to Jesus Christ. And that explains the exact my you got this moment. So. How about you guys call us, I mean, uh, email us at info at yournewlifebooks.com and tell us what your you got this moment was. When did you realize that uh, God is helping you and God was showing you signs and and uh, finally uh, giving you your got your, uh, you got this moment? And if you want to find out more about us and our books, you can visit us at yournewlifebooks.com and we have a contact us page or you can email us at the email address Donnie told you. But we are also coming up with a new website. It's being transformed. It's being worked on. And it's yournewlifeministries.org. So stay tuned for that and stay tuned for more 
episodes of you've got this and you've got this when you let God lead the way.